0: Welcome to by-sized Dental Marketing. Today I have Dr. Brian Carmichael. Dr. Carmichael, I read that your dad's a dentist, you got an older brother, a dentist, a sister dentist, a brother-in-law. Yeah. Between that and then San Diego, undergrad in Georgia, dental school in Michigan, you know, some work in Arizona to yeah. Texas. Walk me through those
1: yeah yeah so yeah so like you're saying i was born and raised in san diego my dad was a dentist he was pretty much the main one that got us all into dentistry i originally wanted to be a veterinarian and uh, he was he was fine with that as well but so i was uh, the youngest of the three siblings so uh my oldest brother and my sister was in the middle and then me so pretty much once i got to around college or so that's when I really had to make the decision and uh, by then they were all uh, either in dental school or just becoming dentists as well so I was just kind of like "Ah, it just makes more sense I think just to become a dentist I think at the end of the day (laughs) and then around that time period I was able to to go shadow at my dad's office as well Mm -hmm. so so I got a chance to kind of see the uh, the day-to-day life as well and I hadn't really had a chance to to do that uh, with uh, veterinary medicine so I was just kind of like well it's just makes more sense i think it may just be in my blood to to go Mm -hmm. this route essentially so so i did and um so i went off uh to atlanta for for undergrad at morehouse college out there um went there for four years and then got my bachelor's and then went to dental school at the university of michigan in Mm -hmm. ann arbor and i was there for four years too and i kind of just wanted to try different uh different regions of the country out really um, I had been to the Southeast already, but not for not too much. And I'd never really been to the Midwest yet. So I wanted to try out Michigan. And then plus, when I was younger, it was just kind of weird, but I just always liked Michigan football when I was younger. I don't know why.
0: Sure, sure. a powerhouse.
1: Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just love that. So, um, so that was kind of like a, maybe like a, a sign as well that I got in there. Because that was just kind of a shot in the dark. I didn't really have much of a connection there, but I got in there. So I was just like, okay, yeah, let's let's do it. And then after that, I did a uh, residency in Arizona for a year. And then I worked there a bit as well. So pretty much around that time period, I was having to decide if I was going to stay in Arizona or um, go back to California or whatnot. And um, around that time, my brother was out here in Texas in Dallas area working. He did a residency at Baylor, which is now A&M. So he he was kind of like, you know, hey, dude, like uh, Texas is a place to be at. I think you need to reconsider. It's one of the fastest growing
0: markets, uh, you know, out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good place to be a dentist.
1: And this was uh, back in, so he was already out here in 2004 five he came out here so he did his residency for a few years and he was practicing out here around that time period he had already made the decision to stay out here so i was it was just a matter of do i want to come out there or or come out here or do Mm. my own thing essentially so i'm ultimately i mean we're real close so i was just like well yeah i mean i'll go check it out and i would come out here to visit often and then yeah i just ultimately made the decision to to come out here
0: Mm -hmm. as well now when you think about how you run your practice and how your memory of your dad's practice as a child. What what what, what sticks out is the big changes.
1: I would say uh, there are some similarities and changes. I mean, the changes for sure is just the uh, technology change mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, some of the similarities, uh, I would say, are that uh, I would say that his staff loved him and they were with him for years and years with him. Um, he actually passed away in 2012 mm-hmm. as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at that time, I think the the youngest one had been with him for like 10 years, uh, even wow. think, um, all the other ones were like 15 to 20 years. But um, so that's kind of something that I always wanted or that I kind of took from it as well. Like, like I would always say, like, I would want that for my practice as well, yeah. that we were kind of like a family away from family. That was always something that was, that was a dream of mine once I had my own practice. So that's been a similarity, I would say, because I feel like we're building that family now, even yeah. though I'm only a couple of years in, I still feel like we're building it.
0: Now, on the pre-show, we were talking about when you came to Texas, you were, you know, working in lots of different offices. How did you end up in, you know, Wataga?
1: It's kind of random, really, because at the time I was willing to travel all over DFW. So um, the consultant that I had been talking with, she basically would work with anyone from uh, from DFW area all the way. I mean, just uh, in Justin, Texas, all the way down to Corsicana area. So mm-hmm. we would kind of worked the whole gamut. And, um, at the time I I lived about, I think I I lived in Las Colinas around that time before I moved, but, um, but still it's not a far drive at all for me, but I was willing to drive further, but she was just like, yeah, I just have this doctor. He's um, getting ready to retire soon, but probably not for about three to five more years or so. But, um, he just doesn't really do any surgery. And I've been telling him that he needs to, to do more that. He doesn't do that, which is what I love to do really. Um, and, um. And doesn't do any sedation, really doesn't really do nitrous or anything like that. So so she was just like, I really think that you can grow here if you wanted to. But if you just wanted to add that as an, another office to travel to, then you can, um, then you can do that mm. too. So I was just kind of like, well, I do have other offices that I'm working with, but um, I'll give it a try at first and kind of see what happens. And then um, ultimately, after about a, a year or so of uh, coming here about one day a week, um, that's when he um, was just kind of... A, Cause COVID kind of came in twenty twenty, and then mm-hmm. right after that, he was just like, you know, I was wasn't planning on retirement for a few years, but I am just kind of. I think this is a, a sign that I need to make my way out.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Now, from you know, from pra- tra- traveling around to the different practices to today, when you think through the cases and patients you've looked at, is there one that sticks top of mind to you?
1: Yeah, there are different ones for different reasons. <laughs> Uh, good and bad. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I would say the uh, the good that I've made with people, I would say that uh, just the uh, the smile on their faces afterwards, es- mm-hmm. essentially from um, times to where they come in scared of the dentist. And a lot of times people have different reasons for why, um, but a lot of the times is from something that happened as a kid, and usually some type of trauma with the dentist as a kid, but uh, so they're really uh, just anxious or whatnot, or they think that everything's going to go south. And then when things end up being great, um, just a smile on their face, sometimes the tears that come out of their eyes and stuff like that. That's always kind of stuck with me because, I mean, to me, it's just like trying to do good dentistry, trying to do well by people, essentially. But um, we kind of lose sight of uh, the uh, the impact that it has on their lives a lot of times along the way so that's always good to remember yeah but
0: you seem you see more patients in a day than most people see dentists in a a life right i mean
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we have
0: two maybe four dentists in a lifetime yeah but
1: uh yeah but there are some cases to where i'm just kind of like well i shouldn't knowing that i'm traveling around i probably shouldn't have even started a case like this because it is something to where it's a bigger case like with implants essentially i would say to where it's uh something to where it's like well Now I see why some traveling docs don't really do implants as much because a lot of times it's, um, it's a case to where you kind of want to manage it yourself from start to finish all along the way. So that's kind of something that I would do differently
0: if I was Mm -hmm. traveling again. Yeah. It's (laughs) tough to hand off a case to another dentist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you've been out what? 12 to 12, 12, 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A little over 12 and a half. Now, what's been the biggest shift in you and your approach from, you know, Carmichael 12 years ago to, yeah. you know, Dr. Carmichael today? Yeah.
1: So one of the things, so when I was in dental school, we kind of had like a group of friends and we were all similar minded people. We all wanted to uh, to own a practice and kind of do our own thing and, and become really successful. And so we still are like in group chats still to this day even. Um, but um but around that time period, though, we were all kind of thinking that it—it it was like this idea that we knew a lot, but we knew that we had to learn a lot as well. But um, it wasn't until I got into dentistry, into real life dentistry, that—that uh, that I was like, wow, there's a, a lot that I still need to learn. <laughs> there's a lot. To, uh, uh, but uh, it was like okay, because I, I felt confident with everything I was doing, but it was just kind of wow, this is a different case, or this is a curveball that mm-hmm. I don't remember learning about. So I guess. Um, just over the years, just kind of knowing that it's going to be a constant learning like life cycle and what we thought to be the case 10 years ago may change 10 mm-hmm. years later. And just kind of staying on top of that, um, being willing to, to uh, uh, critique yourself or be open to critique from other people, from other dentists, other mentors, other doctors that maybe have gone through stuff more or for a longer period of time. It mm-hmm. may not be aware of the same technology, but they have seen a lot and to utilize that information as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's, it, it's so true. I, the rate of change is so rapid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I sometimes wonder, does it lead to better patient outcomes or does it just lead to different, yeah. you know, experiences, mm-hmm. but it doesn't change that with, you know, with, with comb beams and with the laser guides and all the things that have, we have available today, we can certainly do dentistry less invasive and and more graceful than we could you know even mm-hmm. a decade ago and that's, that's yeah. nice yeah now, now when you think about your ideal patient right mm-hmm. you know your dream patient what what do you want them to experience in that new patient journey
1: i mean i would say the average new patient we have there's some sort of dental anxiety there so i would so I'm I'm always kind of aware of that and everyone in the office is as well. So we want them to feel at home when they walk through the door. We want it to feel like it's a different experience than they've ever had in the dental office before. That would be the first thing. So when they walk through the door, I want them to feel like, hmm, this is kind of a different atmosphere than what I thought it would be right away. Like when I first talk to them I don't even really talk about dentistry at all I just try to get to talk to them like we're just having a conversation but then it's kind of like oh yeah so anyways about your teeth (laughs) you know that type of thing that's kind of the feeling to where I want them to feel as if like I'm I'm wanting to know about them completely which I do because that helps me to treatment plan Mm -hmm. what we're doing I want to know where you've come from with uh, your dental needs or your dental history or what you're trying to get to as well and you, you can kind of get that information just by talking to them as well,
0: in general. They say fear and money have always been the two reasons that people don't go to the dentist, and yeah. still true now. I will say, as we've evolved our thinking, and I, I think that, that fear is actually more anxiety and mm-hmm. shame than mm-hmm. actual fear. Like, I think that fear is probably anxiety on one end and shame on the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? How do you handle someone who's come in, they haven't been to the dentist in a while, They. they they feel, or perhaps they actually haven't taken proper care of their teeth mm-hmm. and they're coming to you, right? Like, how, how do you take care of that patient?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you're totally right. That is a, a common thing that we hear from people, um, either the anxiety or the the shame of it too, where they are just kind of like, Oh, I'm, I'm afraid to, to open or that you see my teeth or they will kind of say something to that uh, effect of it. Um, but I'm always just, kind of letting them know. I mean, we've, they, we see this all day, every day. It's nothing that we haven't seen before. Um, and then sometimes I'll even tell them that I've had work in my mouth. I've had a root canal here or a crown here, you know, that type of thing. So they're kind of like, oh, okay, wow. So you've gone through this too. And I, I feel like that kind of helps me to relate to them as well to kind of say, like, I know what you've gone through, so I'm going to help you through this type of thing. Um, I feel like that that helps with them as well. I've had some people tell me that I'm like, wow, really Mm -hmm. you've had work done? Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what it feels like to be in this chair and getting numb and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. I try Mm -hmm. to help them by, uh, by trying to relate to them to some degree Mm -hmm. to not make them feel like they're an outlier or an outcast or anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's your favorite procedure to do?
1: Um, I'd probably say wisdom teeth, wisdom teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Or any type of surgery really. But Yeah. How come? Yeah, you know, like it's it's kind of one of those things to where, and it's similar with root canals, because I would say root canals are probably my second favorite. And it's a similar reason, just because every tooth is different, really. Like even though we have the imaging the x-rays to show what it is likely to look like. I mean, it's especially when it comes to taking out teeth, uh, the x-ray may show that it should kind of roll out this way. But then once we get in there, it's, it's kind of interesting how the, the body or the bone tends to kind of dictate how it wants to come out, essentially. And mm. I remember uh, some mentors kind of telling me that, and it didn't didn't really make sense until you actually go through it. And it is true to where it's kind of different ways to manipulate the tooth. Sometimes the tooth wants to come out in a way that you never expected. And it's kind of something that it's like, oh, okay. So it's kind of almost like a puzzle yeah. sometimes as well, to kind of figure it out, especially with wisdom teeth. When they're impacted a lot of times, because with third molars, they just develop differently than the uh the typical teeth. So a lot of times there are some some unexpected roots <laughs> that you may have to <laughs> go after. So I don't know if it's like the adrenaline rush or what it is, but um but it's just something different every time. So I kinda like that that challenge I guess.
0: Yeah. Now do you like doing front endo, back tooth endo, all, uh, all yeah all, all in, in the endo?
1: Yeah, pretty much any endo. But over the years I would say at first, like if you were to ask me five years ago, I would have said probably um, endo and surgery are kind of tied. Uh, but now I would say surgery is number one, then endo. And the reason is just because over the years, there seems to be way more variation with endo with the uh, the root canal anatomy where it's just kind of like, whoo, the amount of, it's very tedious, a lot more um, than you think. And it's like the better you get at endo, the more you see these variances as well, because the more you're doing, as well Mm -hmm. yeah this is kind of something where it's it's fun and all but at a busier practice i don't know if i have the time to work
0: they're working on someone that long yeah yeah
1: yeah so that factors in more but i still like it though
0: but yeah now what what groups are you in how you know you mentioned a couple of mentors and some groups you know how how are you staying current
1: yeah pretty much through facebook groups that i'm a part of i, I guess they on they're like private groups you have to give them your dental license and all that stuff and they verify that you're a dentist before they let you in but um staying up to date uh with that is um actually that's been more useful than than a lot of things i've been surprised about how informative it is to really talk to other dentists a lot of them do a lot of the courses too like they're the main ones that that are doing some of the ce courses that we do in in person uh, but, um, just hearing from other dentists that are trying different things. Um, we've all been out for like 10 plus years as well, especially for uh, the implant group that I'm with, uh, the surgical group, um, they're doing a lot of cutting edge stuff. And it's interesting to, to see those results and to kind of talk to people that know more than you about something and or to maybe help somebody else that may not know as much as well. So yeah. that's been very useful. My brother and I are in that group and some of my other friends are
0: as well. Nice. Yeah. Well, guys, Dr. Carmichael, this has been so wonderful. I, I you know, I know you got to get back to uh, get back to patients, but I thank you so much for your time. It's been a oh, yeah. pleasure.
1: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Thanks for having me on.